Hey guys, welcome to episode 162 of the JV Club. I'm in my Boys of Summer series and I am very delighted to welcome in my guest uh, and sometimes boss, although it might make him laugh to hear me say that, uh, Stephen Falk, who is the brilliant creator of the FX show You're the Worst, which is currently shooting its second season and uh, will be airing on FF FXX in the fall. Uh, I'll give you guys more updates on actual dates, but um, I'm so excited that it got picked up for a second season. You know, I've talked about it numerous times on the podcast before, and uh, I was really excited that he was able to join me for this episode. So I hope you get a kick out of it. I want to uh, get some shout out catch ups in there. I want to get uh, a shout outs to um, the following people who sent me lovely emails indeed Nicole, Amberly, Megan, Colin, Carmen. And Sophie. And then on Facebook, I wanted to thank Hannah and Chris, Melissa and Eric and Rachel for your awesome posts and uh, BA for letting me know that you are a new listener to the podcast. Welcome in for uh, to Lewis or Louie. Listen, could be Lewis or Louie. Um, uh, thank you for your awesome guest suggestion. And uh, William and Joe and Carmen. Um, Thank you for your Facebook stuff too. So uh, that does it for some shout outs, guys. I want to um, advise you that I will be in Vancouver this weekend at their Comic-Con. Is that like a, do I call it a Comic-Con? I mean, yeah, their convention, uh, which I'm so, so excited about. You know my love of Vancouver. And uh, and then uh, I'll be back in LA shooting. You're the worst. So everything's coming up for me. Except for me saying that, which was decidedly not coming up, Barney. Um, guys, enjoy, and I will talk to you soon. Now entering Nerdist.com. a storytelling show you know what it feels like to have a microphone in your hand a little bit why am i acting like you don't don't understand how these things mics work you can do i know you're a writer i know that you're used to having both hands on a keyboard but in this case yeah now i have have to to talk hold a microphone all right let's do it uh this is it this is it's happening right now in real time i don't know what that means obviously it's not a live show but it is (laughs) happening in real time certainly i'm saying the words right now that i'm saying unless the minute you edit then it's not in real time anymore so you can't make a single mistake i can't make a single mistakes i just made a mistake (laughs) let's start from scratch Oh my God. Thank you so much for coming over. I seriously, I know that I kept giving you as many outs as possible, but I just feel so bad. I know. I was like, well, we saw each other yesterday and I was like, God, that poor man. Oh, he's going to be sick of you. You're the worst every day, every ding dong day, including Saturdays and Sundays. But but it's like that anyway. I mean, I mean, when being sort of the only executive producer on the show and, and I I just have a lot of work to do and my writing staff doesn't work anymore. They cut them off at a certain point. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'm the only person doing all that shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. I didn't know that. So there is writing. There's still like, there's always editing and and cutting and and joke punch up and and stuff. And they they can, they, I I send them emails because they're not on the clock anymore. So I'm like, hey, can you please um, pitch jokes for this? And sometimes (laughs) I'm here from them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's the, that's the sort of the reality of 
working on a show that has a, not a huge budget, but is, but allows the show to get made and get made yeah. for a second season and let yeah. you kind of do well, what that, you want to do. Well, that's the thing. One, um, uh, what's his name? Bill Lawrence who ran Scrubs told me he was like, this is why the show is going into its, what, eighth season or whatever it yeah. was at the time. Cause I manage the money properly. Yeah. I keep budgets down. Yeah. Um, and so you, you make, you make yourself, just you try not to stand out when when they're looking at just numbers. Right. You don't want to be the one that's like, really, why am we spending all that money to that? So, right. Right. And and we're probably never going to be a giant rating show. You know, we're not ever going to be Modern Family. So right. we need to keep things lean and mean. It could be a lean mean shooting machine. Yeah, which is which makes it easy to say no. I can't give you a raise to this, or no, I can't. Um, you know, uh, uh, let you have a dolly for three days, right. camera department. We, or not a dolly. They have dollies, but like a crane. <laughs> Techno crane. Just imagine we can afford a dolly. We shoot on our iPhones, we, just we, to be clear. And basically, we put the the uh, the ACs in, in uh, shopping carts. That's right. That's right. That we somehow... You guys remember film school? Yeah. We somehow learned to bypass it so it doesn't stop when you leave the yeah. um, parking what a, lot, which is so cool. What a huge piece of technology. That is amazing, now, right? No, I do still see You don't carts. see homeless people with shopping carts anymore, I, do you? I just have seen two abandoned shopping carts very recently to the point where it stood out, especially because I saw two. <laughs> I was like, wait, I just saw one the other day. So somebody's short-circuiting Wait, those. the question is, Do you? can you, throw, can you drive your, your truck into the parking lot of yeah. Ralph's, pick it up, throw it in, take it away, and then will it work? I mean, it must. I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. I like the idea that the power of it is so powerful it stops your it truck. It just stops, stops your truck. <laughs> it yeah. stops your vehicle altogether. It stops you. How powerful is that? Yeah, it's Extremely. a good technology. Um, well, the, the one, the last thing I guess I'll say about it is that um, it's a great show. So people want to work on it. I mean, that's certainly oh, true for me. Nice. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Opposed yeah. to like, oh, we're all doing this thing that nobody believes in. And right, right. There's not, you and know, there's it's no not money. a huge, yeah, it's not a huge cash cow. Yeah, yeah. Why am I even doing this right, kind of right, a thing? Like, yeah. I don't feel like there's any, there's nothing about the show that has that energy to it. And that's um, lovely. Well, that's nice. But but also, if if you, Janet Varney, were, were always in it for the money, you would you would do a, a third of the things that you do. So That's 100% true. You have your heart in the right place. Uh, I.e., right. we're podcasting right now. That's certainly true as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I don't know that I can say that the things that have made me the most money have been the things that I have believed What's in What's made most. you the most money? I don't even know. Oh. But like, you know what I'm saying? It's not like being a yeah. guest star on Bones well, I was, is like, this right. is satisfying to me in sure. a way that doing someone's web series that's yeah. hilarious and fun and filled with fun people right. I love. Is like cool. I did Wolf of Wall Street, which wasn't a big payday, but at least it's certainly probably more than our show. And Yeah. And she didn't. She, I think she did Modern Family, and that probably paid more than she makes or something. I don't know. <laughs> I Maybe don't not. Know. But it, but though, but also those things, even the bigger budget things, don't pay the the guest stars that much money. You're still not making that much money. Like no, that's true. Chris Gear was said that I think he made like a a thousand dollars off Will Smith's After Earth, a big budget oh, sci-fi my God, movie. That's so nuts. Yeah, yeah. And he must have filmed for weeks and weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that scale. That's guess crazy. So. Yeah, but that let crazy? me ask you this. Did you yeah. have I don't I don't I mean this is not a show business. You'd think it was based on the last five minutes, but it's certainly not a show business podcast. Right. But did you feel like I feel like there's a couple of different kinds of people uh, in this town and some of, some of us develop into being the other one and some of us develop out of being the one we came in as, but um did you come into this business feeling like 
anything's possible. I could have my own show. I this and that. Or did you come in and I will say like I did, which was basically like, I don't know. I'm just, this right. is, I, somehow I ended up here and like, I guess I'm going to, I guess I'm working, but it could all go away. Yeah. Like I don't really have a, I wish I had more of a sense of entitlement because I think I would have oh. been more sociopathically ambitious right. if I had sort of been like, uh, I'm the best thing there is here. Is anyone yeah. not noticing? Like, well, I think a couple of things. I, I think one can probably come to this town and be very ambitious, but until your craft is up to the level uh, that where it needs to be, where it's going to start getting noticed or certainly making you money, you can be as ambitious as you want. Yeah, I know. I know a lot. You know, my this sounds pretentious, but until I took my email offline. My inbox was filled with pe- very ambitious people, be, you know, re- contacting me about every little student film they made or uh, every little whatever. Right. Um, but it doesn't mean that they're necessarily ready. So I, I don't think, even if I was incredibly driven and ambitious and like what what makes Sammy run, I don't know if I'm savvy enough to have fooled people into giving <laughs> me the career that I wanted right, to. Right. I think it had to take until I was 42 to. Um, to kind of be ready, and for really my writing, um, certainly my ability to to produce a show, I wouldn't have been able to uh, yeah. allowed to do that. I just yeah. wouldn't have if I had not worked on Weeds for a lot of years and Orange Is the New Black, done the showrunner training program, I had my own failed NBC show. I don't think I would have been allowed to do any of those things, and I don't think I would have been ready creatively. Mm-hmm. And there are people who are you know twenty six, twenty seven who get their own shows, and I, I don't know if a lot of them work just because. They may not be ready. Or they just have some person. They're just paired with someone who's so seasoned that right. they're sort of... Yeah, like... To be, they're, they're on the title, but they're not necessarily running that show. Yeah, to bring it back to Bill Lawrence, I think he actually did, but when he got Spin City, he was like 26, 27, but Gary David Goldberg, who yeah. done Family Ties, was overseeing the show. Yeah. I think Bill would probably say he barely ever was there, but, you know, that at least there's someone who could sort of say, here, here's how you do it, kid. Yeah. Yeah. When you came when did when you came down here? Yeah. Are you you're, you're from the Bay Area? No? I'm from the Bay Area. I went to uh, NYU mm-hmm. and I got my BFA in acting mm-hmm. and then I came here. Okay. Yeah. So when you came so when you got here your primary focus was acting or was were you temping. like I'm going to do uh-huh wonderful. No, it was acting, just understand, acting. Understand, yeah. 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 Uh, I just wanted to act and I um so I just did theater and then somehow got the worst commercial agent uh in <laughs> LA. And I think he's been indicted for something oh, like perfect. years later. That's always a good sign. I'm pretty sure. Um, and he certainly should be. But uh, I went to, because like, he made me go to his headshot guy. Uh-huh. You know, that, those kind of things. And try to get There's always something like that. Which, when it works, is great. Like, if it's a I great guess. manager and a great, like, I feel like I got lucky because I had a good manager who had a great relationship with someone who was great. Right. And I ended up, but then right. I've had also the flip side of that where you're like, yeah. I'm sorry, what favor am I doing? Who am I giving money to who doesn't deserve it because it's your friend? Yeah, I had the worst. So I had the worst commercial agent in, in, the, in the worst part of the valley who sent me to the worst headshot photographer in, where I took the worst shots. And it wasn't quite as bad as the actual quad screen composites. Yes. But he ma- they made me take like a business guy. So I, I somewhere. <laughs> so rough. Maybe I will send it to you oh, and God, so you can post because you said don't send it. headshots. Yeah. But the no, business, if they're embarrassing headshots. The business guy is one thing. It. But then homeless guy. No. Like crazy homeless guy. No. Yeah. Like smudged face. Like smudged face. Oh, like God. I was in, and 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 when I went into this thing, there were like, <laughs> there were like fifteen people who had also been sent there all at the same time. What? Yeah. So it wasn't like a God. real headshot. And yeah. I, yeah. So it was just like cattle call. Stand up there. Okay. We, we, that's your one look. Okay. Now go wait again. Back of oh the line. Oh my God. Uh, it was it was a fucking nightmare. Uh. I, I had so many of those experiences. 
in my early time here in LA, like I remember going to a, I was looking for a theater company. I ended up at like in Sun Valley or Sunland or whatever that is in some like sketchy warehouse oh. being asked to pay money to be there. And oh. I just like, I said, sure. Cause I know I can't like turn anyone down. And then yeah. I, then I left. Yeah. Like I took the script with me, got yeah. in my car, and <laughs> got in my 88 Honda Civic and left. Ah. Yeah. But no, I came here wanting to be an actor and I didn't, I hated writing, never wanted to write. At Isn't all. that funny? Yeah. And so then how did you end up writing? The theater company that I found myself on the board of directors of, um, the, uh, we couldn't afford the Samuel French rights to uh-huh. put because you know we, oh, this is it cost like seventy five bucks at the time, yeah. and we were pulling maybe like six eight audience members uh-huh. down at the complex on Santa Monica. Yeah. Um, so we could not afford seventy five dollars. So uh, we uh, so some of the board members started writing. We 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 were like we'll put on an evening of one acts that we write, yeah. and so we don't have to pay that royalty. So I started writing one acts and. And, uh, and I'm sure liked you've it. told that story a million times, but that isn't no, amazing. Really. It's it's pretty amazing that you that you were like, Ugh, I guess oh, I'm gonna I have it, to. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wrote a really good poem in third grade called <laughs> uh, "If I Were a Toe," and it was great. And I printed it on a uh, like I cut out a toe and uh-huh. even drew a nail, and the poem was on that. So I was like, it was okay, like multimedia. Yeah, it was multimedia, yeah. and so I was like, oh, maybe I'm good. Um, <laughs> And then, and then I didn't really write. Then I wrote, wrote. I think I took like a short story class in at NYU, maybe mm-hmm. I think, or or high school. My, Did you have to take screenwriting or playwriting as no. part of your major? No. Yeah. No, maybe I, I, I should have. I, I did, but I maybe I didn't have to. Maybe that was a choice. Like maybe that was yeah. part of a, an elective within my major or something. Right. No, I think I did take a class at in at. Um, I went to like an acting summer camp in Chicago, mm-hmm. and I did have to write short plays there and i remember being like oh i'm this is kind of interesting i'm kind of creative but was this when you were in high school yeah yeah it's called national high school institute uh national summer high school institute it was basically they send maybe like 125 all 17 year all between junior senior year Mm -hmm. and put them in a dorm at northwestern for six weeks yeah Yeah. it's fucking insane It's like the most amazing time. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, and then you do you do plays like you all segment into into one group. I guess I've heard of this. Maybe I knew someone it's who called did this Cherubs program. Is the other yeah. name for them? It sounds awfully. Fun. I'm sure there are other programs, it's but that even being outside amazing. Chicago, yeah. I think I remember. Well, that means that you were pretty obviously you were pretty serious about the acting thing even when you were in high school. Well, I read I read one of my sister's Tiger Beats when I was about thir- uh, when I got into high. I was like 13 or 14, <laughs> and Kurt Cameron was was driving that dope like BW convertible <laughs> on the show. It was orange, I think. He lived above the garage and he got really good girls and wore a leather jacket. And I yeah. think I conflated uh-huh. his character <laughs> to him. And I was like, oh, if if he has this great life, I want that life. Yeah. So I'll try acting. Uh-huh. Um, so then that's when I started. I got one line in the crucible in uh, freshman year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the deputy governors arrived. Is what I said as Hopkins. And did you say it like that? Or? No, I was really good. Okay, good, 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 good. And I'd done like I'd done a kids theater thing before that, but that was my first like, oh, I like it because then you're every day you're hanging out with girls. It was all <laughs> driven by by girls. I guess that's pretty. Yeah, I feel pretty like normal, I know. Right? I know a couple. Yeah, I would say guys. The, a lot of my creative guy friends. Uh, sight girls either for because of for, for music like I got into music as a girl okay. or I got into theater right girls. you hear that about music yeah. yeah I played jazz trumpet which did not pull a lot of girls I mean I guess but, that probably didn't so I did that just for me so I, <laughs> I was in the jazz band but then I did plays for the girls because there were not a lot of attractive girls in how jazz band. did it work out 
Which one? The getting, girl getting thing? The oh, horribly. Really so you bad. were you were around them, but that didn't necessarily give you like the moves and the... no. Well, because what I would do is is fall for the older ones mm. who were who were like fucking college kids. Mm-hmm. Like there was there were no no way a super dorky freshman was going to get any of these girls. But I was I like girls more than guys. I'm very into like. I'm a good friend. So I friend zone. I, before that was a term. I just right. lived. I friend zone population one. Mm-hmm. I was there. I would, I, I think, I, I do believe I once drove uh, Andy Davis, the crush of my life. She was, I think, only a year uh, older than me. I believe I drove her on my Honda Elite scooter to a boy's house once. Oh, yeah. And deposited Very her there Hughesian. to go, Very go have Hughesian. sex. Yeah. 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 And then I, then I drove away crying probably right <laughs> oh no well too even yeah. a year's difference in high school is like five years difference and, for yeah and, and what was weird though i mean i did it's not to say i didn't get girls i had i had a couple girlfriends i yeah i had a good good i did okay but not the <laughs> ones i wanted it yeah. was just like oh the kind of nerdy the kind of kind of uh uh butch um biker girl girl who mountain biked everywhere <laughs> no. and wore patagonia jackets i like um, this girl i like this girl she's great and she, her parents were English, and and we could I could sneak in and out of her house, mm-hmm. and and so we were just booty calls for each other. Yeah, for so couple, she knew. Did you? So you felt like it was mutual that you guys were both kind of like. Oh, oh yeah, she would call do. me drunk. I well, because I have, and maybe I'll, I'll send you one of these. I have. So I had an answering machine. My parents got sick of me. Getting this phone is in calls. Ber- is this in Berkeley? Berkeley, yeah, oh, yeah it was okay. Berkeley High. Um, oh, there's a dog sniffing. Um, I had um, and I got an answering machine. And there were regular cassette tapes, so I, I never rewound. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. kept them, flipped them over, oh, and then wrote the dates on them, put them in good a in a box. You. So I have maybe forty, and I have them all digitized. I haven't li- I have them all on CD now. Yeah, I haven't listened good to them yet. You. God. So I have like four. I have three plus years of every Jesus. message, and and since How I have many my own tapes, is that is thirty or forty? That's great. 30, 40, 90 minute tapes, I guess. Yeah. And so since mine was the only, uh, I, I was like the, one of the only ones with the private um, number, uh, mine became the repository for drunken phone calls oh, and, or, or weird confessions. Oh, or shit. Yeah. So it, it's a, someday I'm going to do something with it. Yeah. I just don't know what. Yeah. And recently I had them digitized because I started worrying about the audio tape. Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame you. Yeah. Um, God, I'm really envious of that. There's so much stuff like that that I just don't have any record of and thus have also probably no memory of yeah, because exactly. it just disappears if I don't have a physical representation of something right. anymore. Well, that, that's what I was worried about. And so I listen to these things every once in a while and occasionally I'll be like, oh my God, I forgot about that person because I'm not yeah. a big Facebooker. Yeah. I'm also not super... Like my life got more interesting once I left high school, mm-hmm. so I don't I don't go... I don't like long to know what happened to a lot right. of those people. I don't really care that much. Yeah. Um, but it's funny it is, because as someone from Arizona who wanted to live in San Francisco from right. the time I visited there when I was 13, the whole Bay Area to me in my 13-year-old mind, probably up through graduating high school, would be like, well, I would care about that if yeah. I were an amazing place right. like that. I'm sure if I were at Berkeley High, sure. I would like have all these amazing friends. Well, the, and, the, you know. the, the fact of the matter is, is unlike many things in life, your your weird vision from uh, 1,200 miles away in the desert was true. Like yeah. everyone was... I, I, the people that I want to know what happened to, I know. Right. I'm just talking about like the riffraff, like yeah. the, the, the side friends. Yeah. 
But I'm still friends with all my <laughs> friends from like when I was three. Yeah. I have a running. Did you guys all go to the same school? Yeah, pretty yeah. Much all the way through. Yeah, like one would like one dropped like got sent to like reform school uh-huh. and then got his GD, but he came back into the fold. One moved away, but came. But like I have a running on. I'm sure it's going to start going off any minute. I have a running text chain on my phone. With like six guys from when I was three oh, and four. Oh, that's great. Every day, all day. Like, that's so yeah, amazing. It's that really is weird. really amazing. And my mom lives in the same house that I grew up in. I have the same phone number. Yeah. She has the same phone number. Did you, did you have siblings? I have, yeah, I have an older sister, but she lives in uh, Wisconsin. Okay. How much older is she? Two years. Okay. And was it just your mom with you No, no, no. Up, dad, dad too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, but so so I everyone. Have, I mean, I have one friend that I've known that, about yeah. that long, and it, to me, it's we hang on to each other for dear life. Right. Not that we talk that we don't talk that yeah. much, but just to have contained that friendship and had the memories that we have, um, and to be able to like, he's literally the only person because these guys know. But I've got I did like one, two, three in one school, three, four, five, six okay, in one school, right, seven, right, eight, right. and they were all magnet school. So you're just like never in the same place. So the fact that I have this friend that I went to yeah. all of the schools with right. is like, he, he's the only link I have to, he'll always know who I'm talking right. about. Everyone well, else will be like, Oh, I didn't. Yeah. yeah I don't know well, we did that too though, but we, we did jump exact yeah. same thing. Um, uh, but, but they all, we all went together. Are for, they for all, are they creatives or are they, is it a no. disparate uh, group? A, a, yeah. What well, one's an, one is actually down here and he's an actor. Um, but then one uh, is a school teacher. One is a fundraiser for uh, the university. Um, one installs solar panels. Um, and one lives in Seattle. He has been in Iraq for like six years and now he's back in Seattle. Oh, wow. So they're all like di- disparate. Yeah. We just talk about sports and, and make fun of each oh, other. Oh, that's like what I was going to ask you then. next was like, we what draw- is it, what are the common sports, ties? Yeah. It is. Yeah. What sports are you into? Um, well, I'm I'm the Giants, okay. so we talk about the Giants a lot, and yeah. and they and me to a lesser extent. The Warriors right now are are doing well, okay, and then football. But we just kind of anything, we yeah, just, or we just like what we called it back then, cap on each other all day. Mm-hmm. So we just like mm-hmm. make your mama jokes and like Perfect. we were still. Your child, yeah. And so you, we, we just say the n word a lot less than we used to, and <laughs> and like we say faggot uh, less. We don't do it that. As long as it still gets tucked in there once in a while, I'm sure just it Remind does. everybody you're keeping it real. Yeah, it's keep it real. Exactly. Do you guys, you see each other that often? You guys, yeah, That's yeah. Because I go up to visit my mom like maybe four or five times a year. Well, that is a bonus that you're close by and that it's an it's a ama- place it, that's great to be. I don't, I, think. I don't think about it because I don't ha- I don't, I don't think about it because I have it like a lot of things in life mm-hmm. that we do, but. It really is a rooting, a rooting thing mm-hmm. to have, um, to have a place that you came from that is still there, and mm-hmm. people that you came from who are still there. Absolutely, I know a lot of people whose whose parents, you know, quickly moved out of the the, the town they grew up in. They have no reason to go back, and they never right. do. Right. Is that you or your parents? Um, still there? I don't go back that often. That's for sure. Are they still there? Uh, both my parents are still there. They were not together from when I was little. Okay. Little, little, like I don't have any memories of them together. But, um, but I don't. I don't feel compelled to go to Tucson for sure. Right. Yeah, I don't sure. have that thing. I mean, when I go, I'm like, oh, it's great as long as I'm not going when it's hot. There's an article um, about Tucson in the New oh, York Times there? today. Oh, there is. Yeah, the uh, travel section, I believe. I got excited because Lorraine Newman was a crossword puzzle clue in the New York Times. Crossword is she from today. there? Uh, I well, uh, no, no, but I mean, oh, oh, like separately. in the New York Times. Yeah, the New York. That's just this a just a New York Times moment. He, uh, yeah, we we're just yeah. having a New York Times yeah. moment. You Lorraine's and me. Awesome. I got really excited and I had to text her and thought, I know I'm got to be like the 800th. Were you the first? I don't know. I didn't hear back. Oh, from her. okay. <laughs> 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 
somebody gets to be somebody a crossword clue, they're goes a little Will too Shorts good. And, yeah, yeah, a little too good for yeah, me. Yeah, race, race you out of the phone book. I get it. Um, did you play sports in high school? Um, not not like um, uh, what do you call them intramural or not yeah. varsity or anything. Not like that. as part of no, the just schooling. side. No, I because I, I I was like the of these group of guys. I was like the theater nerd, jazz nerd. So, and so I straddled all those. I straddled mm-hmm. worlds. Yeah, so that no, makes sense I didn't, to me. I didn't play. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was less good at most of those sports than all these all of my friends. Okay. I was just good enough to like. I was good enough to play, but I wouldn't probably. Not, I wouldn't be picked last, but you know. Right. I had and, some and they're all close with each other. Too. Yeah. Like, is it? God, I just yeah. think that's so cool. I mean, I, I, when I come into town, I'm, I'm, I can be a catalyst to get them together because right. you know, life is. I don't see my friends here in L.A. unless we're all doing something together. Yeah. Or unless I put them in my in, in, on my TV show. Yeah. Like Todd, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's a good way to. I mean, that's something that I have figured out. Also, is like, boy, if you want to see somebody. It's really good if you can connect it to something that feels like a work commitment in some way, because right. otherwise time just gets so nebulous. It's just so like, hard. It flows yeah. and, and, and exists so differently in my head. It really does. And, and what, what I found, I don't know if you have this, but people less and less host events, like host, mm-hmm. not even parties. I don't, I don't really go to parties anymore, yeah. like barbecues or, or like dinners a game or whatever. Night or, it doesn't really happen that much. God, I, that bums me out because I, I do enjoy, I enjoy a structured event yeah. like that. Well, we and we, we really try to. We have probably at least you know four or five things every year, like That's like great. Oscar night we host every year, or like we'll do like three barbecues or or whatever, just to like give people an excuse to get together. Yeah. I just feel like it's it feels like a service, and then I get kind of bu- <laughs> and then I get kind of well, it's it's both lazy, like here come to my house, right, so I don't have right. to leave. Oh my god, I'm very that. Yeah, but also also it, it's a, it, it is kind of a service, but then I get mad because a lot of people don't then reciprocate. Right, they don't have to. It's right. not it's not a tit for tat thing. But, right. Um. Yeah, but I was just thinking. So if any of my friends are listening, have more fucking little game nights <laughs> or barbecues. You know what? You'll be glad you did. Yeah. Because the, the 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 commitment to make it sometimes I get sort of. There is that sense, I think, again, because we when you get busy here, it's a very specific kind of exhausting busy, and it's usually a very social busy. Right. It's like if you're shooting something, yeah. you're around people 16, 18 hours a yeah. day already. Yeah. So it doesn't necessarily, especially if you're like me, which is I guess I feel, figured out that I was an introvert, which is to say that I do need to recharge my battery by myself, right, sure. whereas I have friends who do all of that and then they still want to go out and have drinks right. till 2 a.m. with the person that they worked with until 6. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, that. Yeah. And I'm just not I that way. That. I may have been at one I point, know. but I do need to kind of like separate. And so I think when you when when we have this sort of like crazy, awesome social job yeah. that's exhausting in its own right, It's some, and, and we're producing stuff, right? right? Then it's like, oh, I have to produce this other social event with my friends. Right, that somehow right. feels like work. But then when you do it, you're like, oh, no, this is great. Like, why did I, oh, why yeah. did I do this more sort of thing? Yeah, and let, well, except when you're cleaning up at like one in the morning Certainly. or setting up. That I'm a big clean up as I go or even oh, if it means like I'm listening in, to a conversation as I'm doing dishes But don't you think you're sending, a sig- you're sending a signal to be. go home? I might be. Yeah. That's what know. occurs to me. So I You're wait. Right. I, I'm a big drunk cleaner upper. I love. <laughs> I love that. It's much more fun. Oh, when so you're much fun. Definitely a little disconnected from the job and chore of it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, what was your was your mom? Did like were your parents very social? Did you sort of have like? Do you have a lot of people around when you were growing up, or did you? 
was it kind of more of a quiet um I, it felt very quiet um in my memory what did your parents do um my dad was a high school teacher at a mm-hmm. really bad school in oakland oh. very very bad my school. dad's a high school teacher oh yeah yeah what well, so i should say he retired english okay my dad was history and government but then eventually english and um Teaching at a school in Oakland where, like, no one cared. Yeah, and then no one spoke English. Then eventually a wave of, like, Vietnamese immigrants. And soon, like, no one was speaking English. And and, uh, and my mom didn't work until I was, like, in third grade. And then she she went and became an elementary school librarian. Mm -hmm. Until recently, until, like, three, four years ago, she retired, finally. I I think that's one of those... Like careers that I know very little about, I'm I, I, that I don't mean to to down talk. Like I don't think there's much to it. I'm sure there is. Yeah. I it's one of those things. Like you know, people have those sort of weird fantasy alternate universe jobs right. where you're like, you say you want to own a flower store. It's always like yeah. whatever you see in romantic comedies. Women's version <laughs> yes. is like, oh, you work in a magazine. Right. Oh, you have a you have yeah. your own little bakery. And you sort oh, right, of, right, and then right. you put it together like, you know what? I don't know. I think what I'm romanticizing is probably a very small part of the job and the rest of it is like just as stressful as anything else. Yeah. But I think a school librarian is probably one of those for me in there. Well, it's like yeah. recommending books to elementary school kids, like getting someone familiar with Roald Dahl for right. the first time. Like there's something very magical And then in the romantic comedy, the guy would end up having to come and see you and then end up reading to the, cl- to the right. class. That's right. Embarrassing I would himself. be reading. I would look up yeah. all the kids would turn around and be like oh, so, 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 yeah 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 so, so. And, and then, then you're then like would, well yeah. and you're mad at him at that point because he did yeah. something oh, yes. in Very the angry. end of in the middle beginning of the third act yes. so then you have to well it's story time yeah. if you want to be here you have to read yeah and you and then he'll start reading and you go uh uh-uh, you have to do the voices yeah and then he'll start to do the voices and the kids will and then one kid will laugh and say and raise his hand and say something that uh that was way above like <laughs> The wit and wisdom for a seven, yes, seven year old. Yes, they'll make wise, fun of him. They'll make yeah. fun of him, and finally, then one girl, the girl you had been trying to like, sort of pull out of her mm-hmm, shell the whole time, mm-hmm. will then say something about your You know, yep. you know, she likes you, or um, or or whatever, and it'll be a magic moment. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's that, where everything comes full yeah, circle. That happened to my mom, like every. <laughs> I'm sure it did. Oh my, she had so many so affairs many with like suitors yeah. and so many. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, it was yeah. more like. Oh, we're having earthquake retrofitting, or oh, there was asbestos. So now, for the next qu- entire year, the library is going to be in the gym, uh, and you will share it with blah blah blah. Or yeah. there's now no funding for this. Sure, I'm sure that's a huge part of it. Or there, there was a, there was a part where she was like, when, you know, like years later, I'd see, you know, she'd come to my school or whatever for a jazz concert or whatever, and be like. Um. Uh. Yeah. Josh, come here. You owe me. You. You still che- haven't returned X no. from ten years ago. That does feel like still a movie for sure. That is a movie. That's yeah. like a. Di- that's a different. Maybe that. Sh- maybe that's a TV show where you actually get to see the ins and outs of like public education reform or non-reform, sure. and you get to see everything kind of cracking and oh, peeling God. at the edges. I think that wasn't that the Wire. That's season basically the Wire. Four, season three. Season four. Three. I don't know. Yeah. Three. Were there only four, four, season three? Because season five four seasons. was. Were there five? Mm-hmm. And I think it was season four. Season five is the one that they tell you not to watch, and so we didn't. I'm definitely watching. I think it. it's four. Yeah. yeah, four is the the kid. It doesn't sat- get. It certainly doesn't th- get any better than that season. Because three gets. If, two did the stevedores. Mm-hmm. Three got back to the the wire wire right, the, right, the, right. the cops, and then and then four, four was, was like, education system falling to pieces slash Carcetti running for government. Right. Oh, it's so fucking good. Yeah. yeah. So good. It's so good. Um. 
did you have a sense of that? Like in, in terms of, again, this sort of comes from me being in Arizona and having a specific idea about what mm. the Bay area was, but did you have, did you feel engaged culturally and socially yes. in a way yes. that I'm sure I didn't? Cause of yeah, I, I knew I, I was very aware the entire time I was in it that this was a really, really fun place to grow up. Mm-hmm. And that's so good. It's, a, it's to have that awareness. I wasn't really aware in a visceral sense. I was in sort of an amorphous sense um, of how sort of liberal and skewed my worldview was compared to most of the country in which I live, right. let alone the world. Right. So it wasn't until I went on a, I believe it was a JSA trip to Washington, D.C., Junior Statesman of America, where all we did was get really drunk and miss all the buses. And yeah. I yelled at the C-SPAN lady in, and embar- embarrassed myself in front of 200 people. Um, <laughs> Why but, did you yell at the C-SPAN lady? Oh, God. Well, I, I was just such a little fucking cocksucker. And I was... <laughs> I, a, a, C-SPAN, a woman from C-SPAN had been invited to come and speak to us. And she kept just... It felt to me, mm-hmm, as a little Berkeley uh-huh. radical, that she was just pimping her her news channel uh-huh. rather than giving us information <laughs> that we needed as future statesmen of America. Uh, and so I was like, can you stop trying to sell me on your network? Oh, God. <laughs> you corporate you. fat cat. And, yeah. You and, were that kid. Yeah, and they talked to me. I remember, yeah, the, they were like, they apologized on my behalf. And, and oh, I think I got kicked out. But um, it wasn't that until... And so anyway, me and one of these guys, we went just to cause trouble in D.C., and two, um, we, they, they dormed us with like two kids from like Kansas. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember then, and there, so there were kids from all over the country and we were talking about abortion. And I remember like, we were like the only two people who believed that it should be a woman's choice. And, oh. and I was like, oh, Hang on. I get it. Yeah. And these are supposed to be the sort of like future leaders of America, I want to assume. Well, and they were just, they were cool kids. They were just like yeah. normal kids. They yeah. may have had Southern accents or talk funny, but yeah. Talk funny. Did you, were you that person in class in general? Like, were you sort of uh, the wiseacre or, yeah, and I, were you a good student? I was a good student, yes. I mean, if you were in clubs like that, you know, and stuff. Well, no, that was just music. for the trip to D.C. I see. <laughs> good thinking. Because we could never afford to travel as a kid. And yeah. so there was some, there was some uh, economic element of it that, that led me to want to do it. But um, no, I was a great kid. I, um, <laughs> I was, sorry, great student. <laughs> In that I, f- I figured out, I could sort of see the matrix. Mm-hmm. And so I knew what I needed to do uh, in a, at a bare minimum to get, I, I could always fake my way through anything. I faked right. my way through four years of jazz because never practicing, but just being kind of entertaining enough. <laughs> to be valuable. That's sort of that's sort of my tra- trajectory as a kid. I was I was kind of uh, I, I didn't contribute that much, but I was entertaining and uh, enough to to be like fifty one percent. Yes, we're going to vote him to the right. kid. <laughs> right, right. I always knew where fifty percent cutoff was, uh-huh. and I always was just over the line. Yeah. But I know I got straight A's. Um, but I I learned how to cheat very early. Um, I walked around just with with test answers on my shoes, literally Amazing. all over my shoes. <laughs> Teachers never looked down for some reason. Um, Were you going to a big enough school that that stuff wouldn't be caught because it was just like, we have to just... Probably. I mean, 3,000 students. Um, A friend, uh, uh, me and one of my friends, we got an AP English, I think senior year, 
and we took a we made a vow to not read one single the book single book assigned and see if we could still get A's. Oh, no. And we did. Oh no. We just faked our way through the essay. Ah. And this the internet wasn't really a thing yet. It was no, just a nerdy underground thing. So yeah. this was just cliff notes and, and reading the back of the book and, and being able to argue I think that's why I, I can write a little bit because I'm able to sort of argue any point. Uh-huh. I can sort of take any side. So I could just pick a thesis. Remember essays? God. Yeah. Pick a thesis and argue it properly, yeah. um, whether it was really relevant to the book or not, uh-huh. um, and just tie it in. But um, yeah, no, so I was a, I was a good student, uh, but not a great kid. Like I was in trouble a lot. with the, and, and oh, uh, I think I, I just learned very early on that you get a dope – you get a dopamine release when people laugh when you say something. So, yeah. And, and it, it's much like any evolution, any Darwinism, a, a, a trait that's useful then, uh-huh. then that the animal learns to um, cultivate it. Absolutely. But did you have a sense... I'm trying to think if I did because there's a lot that I can relate to about what you were talking about. And I'm trying to remember if I had a sense that there was unrealized potential that I was just choosing not to pursue as a young person Uh because I wasn't an overachiever. And I think I had some of that too that was like, what's, I don't, I want everyone to think that I'm this. And so I definitely don't want to like get C's, you know, and I'm comfortable always being sort of at the top of the class, but I also am not fervently pursuing knowledge and if it's a situation where like i could just as easily cheat on a math test as do as 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 <laughs> honestly anything. do it and learn yeah. it and then get a bad grade or risk getting a right. blu-ray i would just be like well why wouldn't i just get the a yeah I, I i think i was the same way i don't think i thought that i could be a you know physicist if i had just applied myself uh, and really i mean to show how bare minimum i, I did uh, when i decided that i was going to go to acting school because i didn't get into either Yale or Brown, which were my two academics, but I got into all six BFA programs that I applied to mm-hmm. for acting. That very day, I dropped out of both calculus and physics uh-huh. and switched and said to double piano and, <laughs> and double lunch. You could switch to double lunch. Double lunch. Amazing. And I started third period. Double lunch. I started, my senior year was the best year of my life. I started third, <laughs> I started third period. I took... Me and Rebecca Romaine, who's now yeah, yeah Rebecca sure. Romaine, we just we just uh, sat in a, a piano room together, and she oh sang, God, and I played that's piano. So funny for for an hour and a half. Did you have credits? Did you get more credits early that you were able yes. to do that? Yes. So that's the thing, so right? I think is I, that you had this, you skated by with that because like I was in already... jazz, so I think that counted as huh. credit. And um, so God, I, I did that. Lo- I would have been so much happier as a person if I could have oh, started yeah. school at third period time instead oh, yeah. of first period. I time. double lunch. I think I took double like. Lunch. I took journalism also with Rebecca, and we wrote a we wrote a the only article we ever wrote was one on weird candy. Uh-huh. We just went to the store, bought all those weird candies uh-huh. like Big Cherry or Big Hunk or uh-huh. Abazaba, and did, t- t- tasted them. And then we'd hang out in a park and just like smoke pot and shit. And um, and my girlfriend, her family got scared from the earthquake and moved back to to Taos, New Mexico, and left her there. Oh. Oh. So they rented her a room in this woman old woman's house. Oh my. So she had her own apartment, basically. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, and you my parents like I, I never had any life. rules. And I had my own like motor scooter. So I would just sleep at my girlfriend's house, yeah. go to class at like ten, oh, my play God. piano with her with a cute 
future yeah. supermodel. Was everyone, were people envious of you or was everybody like doing their own thing? And everyone was, at that point, everyone is doing their own thing. Yeah. And then I'm going to New York in six months. Yeah. So fuck all you. Had you been to New York before? Had you visited it? I visited it- uh, under the auspices of checking out NYU, but it was really just for a girl. Okay. But I met at camp. Yeah. Who lived in Rochester, oh, yeah. New York. And you had that experience in Chicago. Too. Yes, I went to went to New York, stayed uh when I I I just yeah. It I all just, sounds very fearless to me. I keep coming back to that because I think I was a bit of a fearful kid. Yeah. I mean I definitely had I did a ton of drugs and stuff, so it's not okay, like I was yeah. like I didn't I'm do, a square. I, was afraid I wasn't of that. in that way. Yeah. Oh you were? I was. You so you but you smoked pot, I guess. I smoked well, I smoked tons of pot since like junior high. What was your style like? Like what music were you into and what were your, what did you look like? I love I love the door. Mm-hmm. I loved um, like Guns N' Roses, loved hip hop. Mm-hmm. Like, I still listen to um, on Sirius XM, or yeah, there's uh, the Backspin, 40, mm-hmm. Channel 46, and mm-hmm. it's all like, you know, that old kind of school, shit. Black Sheep, school, and yeah. Eric B. Rakim. Um, so I listened to a lot of uh, rap and I listened to a lot of jazz, actually. Um, I didn't really have a style. I wore, I wore Birkenstocks, but I wasn't like, I didn't have dreadlocks or anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, just sort of a norm. I wear flannels and I, you know, a little, little, little grungy, a little grungy, maybe. Yeah. Um, little drama nerdy. I, again, it's just sort of straddling everything. I yeah. never committed to anything, mm-hmm, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can relate to yeah, that. Yeah. I just was like, I'm kind of this, kind of that. Yeah. Because it allows you to also then mock all those things. <laughs> and sort of, so if you're, in, you're, you're kind of outside everything, you don't have to yeah. really. And I think that was. A big vibe. I, I remember very distinctly. And this is a terrible thing about my personality. It doesn't exist anymore to that extent. But I, but I was so sort of removed from. I remember, I think sophomore year, I had a girl like sleep. I was house sitting, and a girl came, and it was our first like you know we're going to be in bed and sleep all night and everything. And I remember like making out with her and and sort of like doing a sides like over her shoulder like this is weird. <laughs> To no one. <laughs> to no one. I was so like, like <sighs> this is going to be an interesting memory. Like yeah. I didn't care about her. Yeah. No offense to yeah. you, Rebecca, but uh-huh. um, yeah, it was. So I, I, I think I felt like I was already kind of half out of there anyway, mm-hmm. all, all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I think. Yeah, it's just weird. I, I was always sort of like I didn't like hanging out in my house a lot. I always kind of wanted to be elsewhere mm-hmm. and. Um, so yeah, I was just sort of removed from, from a lot of the things I did. I mean, it really sounds like you, you really honed a sense of like irony and yes, sort of that, yes. like being, being able to sort of be smugly ironic, yeah. and, like all that kind of stuff. Well, I think my, my, like, I don't think my mom is the sweetest woman in the world, but I don't think my household was very sincere. Maybe, mm. maybe that's it. There was. We were, you know, we never, I, I don't remember ever not sitting in front of the TV as a family watching sitcoms mm-hmm. it, while eating dinner. Mm-hmm. We watched the 7 p.m. reruns on the local stations of, not reruns, it was syndication. Mm-hmm. I would learn later. I didn't know what it was. But like of of Cheers and mm-hmm. MASH and Barney Miller and Night Court. And the, yeah, and, and Cosby Show. And, and so we, I, I think I just learned sort of, and they're, they're Anglophiles, they're not English, but so there's a lot of like Benny Hill and stuff like that. So I think early on, there was sort of a sense of kind of um, a, a, a British stoicism and mm-hmm. irony mm-hmm. about things. We weren't a we weren't a family of screamers. We weren't like I hear about those big Italian like sure. families and and these big blowups. And yeah, though my sister, you know, I remember her fighting a lot with my dad. Particularly, there was not a lot of 
like there wasn't a lot of chaos or just sort of a a detachment and sort of a quiet like like let's just all kind of be quiet (laughs) well that's what because what's forming for me which i'm interested in you can tell me if i'm totally off on this is that you know there are the guys who are sort of relegated to the friend zone a lot in high school and they also are like really sensitive and they're sort of too like they become the friend and then they they don't have like there's no cockiness to those guys and that's not right. doesn't sound like you at all so it doesn't sound like it doesn't sound like it's the you like i had guy friends that i found out later had crushes on me yeah. and i was like dude I, I mean i don't know if it would have happened but like i didn't even know i thought right. we were just buds yeah. versus like the guy who you know was like i have to chew tums because it's painful for me to be with you and not be able to <laughs> oh, no, no, no. you know what i'm saying like yeah no i didn't do that i i bet if you asked them a lot of them would be like Oh, really? Yeah. And again, not that they would be like, oh, I totally would have done that. I think there was a sense of, oh, I thought you were just like, like you made fun of me all the time. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I I think I probably treated these, a lot of these girls even older than me, like the kid sister I never had. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's I never that's thought like of that. That's a specific. I mean, that's a that's a that's a specific kind of confidence, and is, and it's a, and it's interesting to have a crush on someone, and to have the game face. Yes. game facery to be able yeah. to sort of push past that and still be around them versus the sort of you know yeah. sad sack friend or the sort of like broken hearted oh. like I'm writing poetry in a corner because I can't get girls kind of friend oh I knew there was a, a, a guy I, I still know but I, he was the, yes he was the forlorn sad sack made, made it uh, completely but he was more ballsy but made it apparent to them yeah that's why I was just scared but I had a really sophisticated sense of of irony and um, I'm an incredibly high self monitorer, mm-hmm. which may probably is why I'm not like hundred percent good as an actor. I'm like 90% good. Like I'm good, mm-hmm. but I was never like, I never quite lose myself because mm-hmm. I was always aware of exactly what I was doing. That makes sense. Um, but, but I think, yeah, so I was incredibly aware of not embarrassing myself did you have did anyone break through that if not in high school then in college or at any point i mean obviously you're happily married and have a beautiful uh fiance fiance, i should say um and uh and and a baby on the way but um did you have did you did you did you have because romance tends to be i think the place where people find themselves out of control. Yes. Did you have someone where you're like, oh, fuck, yes. I, don't, I can't rely on any of those yeah, things that, anymore. It was my senior year girlfriend, the, the one who ended up living alone. But she, she was a... She, so uh, it was really, really romantic in my mind. But so I took drama. The high school program became just... wasn't what I wanted to do. So I found this outside school. And a lot of us from Berkeley High took there and we take summer programs and, and, and we put on our own show. And so we couldn't do the high school shows and the high school was mad about that, but whatever. <laughs> and I, and, and I, and I became really good friends with this teacher, Bruce Ducat, and uh, we're still friends. And I would hang out at the, it was in this old church on the other side of Berkeley. And I remember one day leaving and this girl pulls up in a red, she has red hair. She's in a red pickup truck with New Mexico license plate. Oh, sure. And is like, Hey, do you know where I can find the drama studio? And I was like, Oh yeah, it's actually in here. And she got out and she had like big old titties and she was wearing like <laughs> oh, no. she was wearing like um I think she was wearing double denim uh-huh. and cowboy boots. So very like you you know, southwesty yeah, trash. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um red hair, like 
big mane of lion's mane yeah, of red hair. Yeah, she sounds like she's stepping. I mean, like and she was a fantasy. New. It's weird. Yeah. Well, yeah, and she was new. She I mean, was, a fantasy that you don't even know you have. You don't have until and you she see was, it, and it's so specific ex- that you're like, that's was, just right. Never she seen was that. she was not fat, but she was a big girl and drove her own pickup truck with a stick. And I was like, and I was like, who are and. I had heard that there was this girl moving to Mexico from my drama teacher, and she he was she was going to take the thing, and she was like, maybe you can show around. And then I saw her, and I was like, oh yes, this has to happen, uh-huh. like because she's new, and I was so sick of all the girls, either the stuck up rich girls who would never have me, or the the girls I fell in love with who had left, and mm-hmm. so they were no longer here. Mm-hmm. All the girls in my class were just like, eh, you know, whatever. They were you know played volleyball and and. <laughs> And they were going to go to but like it's known, to your they were going to go to UC known. Davis. And yeah. I needed something more interesting, and she came, and then so I just fell head over heels, made an ass of myself for months. Friend zoned it, but also I, I just worked. I worked it so hard, got her. <laughs> what does that mean? I I I developed a really re, like I developed a lot of like really sneaky game, like like my like. Like mind shit, not negging. It was right, it was right. never like anti feminist. It wasn't like, but it was just I found ways to like when an angler catches a fish. I knew exactly when to when to pull and then mm-hmm. when to give let mm-hmm. her run for a while. I mean that's yeah that's a tricky conversation, but it it does that goes that goes in line with like the sort of constant heterosexual arguments that um, people find themselves in that have a lot to do with like, well, if someone says they don't want any games, but then you sort of play it, whatever playing it straight and ahead and honestly right. ends up like on, on either side, either oh, yeah. sex will end up being like, sorry, I don't know, it's just, I'm not that interested. Well, particularly, like there's, you know, it's particularly ha- it's women under 25. Mm-hmm. There, there. I think a lot of them are still working through those, whether they're daddy issues or, or otherwise, the asshole phase mm-hmm. and the inability to be attracted to anyone who likes them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and guys certainly have that too, but I, but I, I've noticed it in women a lot. So, so it, it's really difficult. I think, and and so again, like that Darwinian thing I was talking about, I, I. I was going to, you know, I was out in the forest. I was going to starve if I didn't learn to develop other ways right, of hunting. Right, right, Yeah. So I had to learn to trap or camouflage. <laughs> I did develop. <laughs> I did. I, it wasn't, br- I was not going to catch the doe with brute force. Right. Or speed. Right. They were all faster than me. Yeah. So I had to develop tricky, <laughs> tricky stealth. little, yeah, Super stealth. stealth. Yeah. Um, I get it though. I get it. I mean, that's a really specific, like, I feel like I understand what you mean by it's not about making her feel bad, but it's definitely about not handing her your heart because no. like a girl doesn't know what to she doesn't want that like most girls and at I that time that, yeah. didn't, I didn't and, I know I don't think I wanted I it I knew that because I was so many I was I was such good friends with so many women mm-hmm. and genuine and some of them were genuine not all of them I had crushes on right right um and then I also was dating or or, or whatever sleeping with people that I wasn't actually that interested in so I was sort of doing all the field work mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then when this girl came along, and when I finally got her, um, I fucked just fucked it up miserably. It took mm-hmm. a few months, but I but I eventually fucked it up. Um, and uh, uh, sure enough, I did. And um, <laughs> but that but that my, I got my little fool heart broken, and that carried over to then a lot of bad behavior in college because I was still like, well, then when you give your heart, when you sure. actually open it up, 
you you walk in at a at a um at a cast party and see them making out with a rugby player mm-hmm. uh in in the room in, in the kitchen yeah. and, and then they break up with you and uh when you have a problem with that and uh mm-hmm. and the, the the horrible part uh she and I oh. were doing a play called Women and Wallace um in which I was the lead and it was me and seven women and uh this is perfect feels very metaphorical right and now. yeah and so it was it traced this guy i think the kid was like it was a, it was a high school age play he won the young playwrights festival at louisville with this play and um uh anyway so it was all all the women of his life from his kid sister or from the, the six-year-old or whatever all the way up to this girl who then then saved him and and she was playing that one and mm-hmm. i had to kiss her and fall in love with her Every night on stage. Oh, God. And I remember leaving tech rehearsal and walking to Live Oak Park, and it was raining and sitting on a park bench crying in the rain during, te- during like our, our lunch break from tech and then yeah. going back and rehearsing with her while she was like, oh. she wasn't texting because there wasn't texting, but she was like dating this rugby player. Yeah, it was horrible. Oh, God. It was, yeah, it was, it was kind of <sighs> miserable. Years later, she became a Scientologist and um, and tried to fuck me into Scientology. And, and uh, <laughs> when I came, when I moved to LA, and I think she still is. So. God, you were the last, okay. maybe the last person I could ever imagine, especially after everything we just talked about. The last person I can imagine being like, you know what? I think this is for me. I think Scientology is the way the way for me. These e meters are incredible. Yeah. Oh yeah, God. No. Oh boy. All right. Listen, I'm going to get into this mash game, and I'm very excited about it. Okay. Um, okay first category will be uh, three <laughs> I'm trying to base this off of things we've talked about as well as, as, as just okay. my favorite categories but three t- like three TV families and that doesn't mean it doesn't have to be like a family it could be a workplace comedy or whatever oh. but like three TV shows from you know at some point in your life it, doesn't, it can be from back then all the way up till now okay. that uh, it would be rad to sort of just hang out with if, if it was all if it was all sort of real um, I think uh, the uh, Keatons from Family Ties. Agreed. Uh, Hots for the sister. Um, uh, really smart, cool uh, older brother, and then like a younger sister you could just who's trash and yeah. you <laughs> and then hippie parents, and they yeah. had like this dope craftsman. Yeah, weren't they supposed to live in like Cleveland or Cincinnati? I don't it was never where quite... they lived. Someplace it was someplace central. I don't know. For some reason, I think of them as being in a kind of a liberal place, but it's probably just because of who the parents were. Yeah. Um, uh, the Cosbys. I just had such a crush on Felicia Rashad as a kid. Adorable. She I was... love that everyone else had a crush on Lisa Bonet and you had a crush on Felicia Isn't that Rashad. weird? Perfect. That's so funny. Um, I'm going to say, uh, this is not a family, but I'm going to say the, uh, the family of uh, the Larry Sanders show. Absolutely. Great choice. Great choice. Love it, love it, love it. Okay. Uh, this is uh, Real Life Places uh, 3. That would be fun to have a vacation home. Uh, Cinque Terre in Italy. I had to think about whether I could spell that and remember how to. I think I did well <laughs> Cinque Terre. I, I spelled it. I pronounced it wrong. Um, uh, vacation house. Um, uh, Big Sur. Great. And... Um, I will say, um, I will say Paris. Great. I would take any and all of those. Myself. My, my friends Absolutely. bought, my friend's parents bought an apartment in Paris and they spent like half the year there and <sighs> and we went and visited. I was like, holy shit. Do you think they're ever like, 
oh my god, we have a place in Paris and we spend half the year here. <laughs> yeah, they pro- just not think about no, it. No, they probably they probably do yeah. say that. Yeah, it's absolutely. nice to speaking of having that self awareness. It's nice when you have a situation like that to actually take a step out and go. I mean, yeah, shit is awesome. This is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. We should Jesus all do that Christ. more. Actually. I think so too. Yeah. Um, okay, three uh, three sports um, that you uh, wake up tomorrow and are amazing at. Oh, oh, like, cool. It would be fun to just be like, oh, yeah, I totally kick ass at blah, blah, blah. Um, to be amazing at. Um, I think it would be really great to be an awesome uh, uh, pole vaulter. Ooh, it just no seems kidding. so bizarre. Yeah, that I really is. I don't know how they do any of that shit. It really is. And then you could also like break into a lot of oh, places. Yes. Just with a pole. Yeah. That would be a very surprising thing Wouldn't it be for great? someone to find out about you, too. Like, you, would, I'm sorry, you're what? Right, it would be so Let dope. me see something. Yeah. And you could break into so many places and then leave no trace. Yeah. No lock was picked. Yeah. There's no fingerprints. Yeah. Because <laughs> you take your pole with you. Uh, yeah, you really are onto something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I, uh, tennis, I'm, I've always been, I, I still play tennis, and I've always been uh, sadly mediocre at it. Yeah. Um, I, w- I would love to just be able to smoke anyone. And because it's, cause I think, go- I like playing golf, but it's such a douchey sport. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm ashamed of it. But I think <laughs> tennis at least is like, but but anyway, it's one of the sports that you can then like impress fathers-in-law, cause, sure. you know, or or, or uh, business associates. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Were I in any I of those tennis. kind of sports um, uh, fields. And I think it would be really cool to be great at, um, base jumping. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Because I'm too much of a pussy to ever yeah, do it. I am too. Yeah. Um, okay, next one will be uh, three three musicians that, um, I mean, this could go back to your jazz trumpet days, but yeah. three mu- or or it can just be so fictitious that it's like, I don't even know what you would bring to the table musically. You could tell me or you don't have to, but three musicians it would be amazing to like perform with, to have, to have performed with, whether they're living or dead. Um. Um. Okay. Well, he just died. Ornette Coleman oh, is a is died. a free jazz yep. musician. Um, and he uh, I, and he just like uh, some of his later music was a lot of just wailing into the thing and mm-hmm. not an atonal. And I could have done that. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. Who else would it be fun to play with? Yeah. I'll, maybe I'll just keep it jazz. I think Floney's Monk would be fun to watch because he. Just like mumbled, and he would like get up and just start walking and cir- like spinning in circles during other people's uh, solos, and was just seemed very, very uh, invested and weird uh-huh. and kooky, and was Love on it. a lot of drugs. Um, <laughs> and I, I think it would have been fun. Louis Armstrong is is very. I think his reputation has been sullied by his inclusion as a soundtrack for romantic comedies. Right, but he was. Such an important figure, so seminally amazing, and then also uh, just had such a tortured career and lo- so much racial stuff. And and have they take done advantage like of. A, a biopic? Of Not a, I don't think they have, yeah. but his his life was really interesting, and also he was just a massive, massive trumpet player. Yeah. Um, I think that would be fun to play. Those are great. These are all great. Come on, love Thanks. it. Um, okay, let's do three. Uh, what about three sort of alternate universe careers? Yeah. Uh, as, as, we're jo- as I'm joking about being a, a, a librarian. Okay. Uh, DJ, because, Ooh, nice. um, but it would be a, but very much a DJ like Christian Slater and mm-hmm. Pump Up the Volume. 
<laughs> like a lot of like cute high school girls had yeah. to, and disaffected gay teens had yep. to listen to me and really get a lot of inspiration yeah. from me. And then when I'd play music, they would all dance. I did have that feeling. Like I dated a, in my early 20s, my boyfriend for five years was a DJ and I didn't even know I gave a shit about that uh, until I went and started listening to him spin. And I was like, this is really sexy. It is so cool. I thought about I, I, in high school, one of, one of, one of my, uh, a friend I made at at this, at this camp, this uh, drama camp, um, she, uh, I, I was driving up the Oregon coast to visit another friend who was in the circus. So she was up in like in Oregon. So I stopped in Klamath Falls, Oregon to hang out with this girl named Jess. I don't really remember her last name. And she was a DJ in high school at the, the little, little, uh, radio station. I, so I drove up this like remote hill up in the forests of Oregon and it was her alone. She was running the, like the AM station, just feeds, just plugging things in. But then doing her live show on the FM station. Oh wow! Oh okay. So you're ta- like, you are okay. So oh the volume. God. So that is that is about that is a being a radio DJ. And in my mind, it was like spinning party DJ. A, no. Oh yeah. Oh no no so no. So it no, is no. not into that. I'm talking about radio DJ. Got it. Sorry. Got it. Got it. Got it. I'm got old. It, got it, got radio it. DJ. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. And um and there's something about and I and I always just loved radio. I love I love like driving late at night listening to. Like I would listen to like Larry King wherever it was the weird syndicated and there was all something muffled about it and mm-hmm. there's something just very romantic about the mm-hmm. radio. I totally get and it. And I still listen to Sirius XM, which is very different and doesn't have the same sort of intimacy. Although one could argue it's such, so since it's such smaller, they can be more niche and, and be a little more intimate. That's but true. there was something I don't know. I just I love that. I get that. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That totally. Yes. Absolutely. Um, okay. So radio DJ. Yeah. Two more. Oh, uh, sorry. Um, uh, though it doesn't really exist, uh, I think, in the way that it used to, but like photographer, mm-hmm. like art photographer. Great. Now everyone with, have, has a camera and everyone's a photographer. But, yeah. But, you know, I, I had my own darkroom for a while I, when I was in high school. I built oh, a darkroom. Great. And I really enjoyed taking photographs. And um, every couple of years I do it a lot and then I put it away. But yeah. I, I like that. I think that's fun. Um I think I would like to be a um, a theater director in New York. Great. Great, 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 great. Okay. All right, listen. All due respect to your beautiful fiance. This mm. is a game of MASH. Sure. It would not be without... It would not be without alternate yeah. universe sexy times or alternate universe relationship-y type thing. could just be like, I would have a one-night stand with this person okay. or I'd be like, no, this person, like, this is a person I would want to be with. With as little as you know about them, or it could yeah. be like uh like people from fiction. It could be like you know the character that so and so played in blah blah blah. I'm gonna forget so many of them. Um, I'm I'm really bad at this because I'm not like a giant crushy person. Yeah. From having been so much, I'm not like people on set always talk about set crushes, and mm-hmm. yes, it's a little awkward because I work with mine, uh, my my fiance, but um, like I I haven't ha- I haven't ever had a set crush. Well, yeah, not even like on old shows. It's weird. Um, Carrie Coon from The Leftovers and Gone Girl. For someone who's like, I have no idea. I said that very <laughs> you quickly. You pulled that out so fast. But she knows. And I met her. I met her Where and her husband. She both of those things. And she was Ben Affleck's sister on The Bar. Okay. In, in, in Gone Girl. On The Leftovers, she's the woman who, who occasionally has hookers come shoot her. Because uh, she oh, lost yeah. her entire family. Oh, yeah, she's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah she's great. Yeah, and, and, absolutely. Uh, I think she's just starting to hump the uh, the main guy, yeah. Justin Thoreau. Yeah, great. Love her. Yeah. Um, 
uh, 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 I, and it can be, you know, it can be like Molly Ringwald from blah, blah, blah. Uh, I really know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, in that case, I think Carrie Green from the Goonies oh, and, and Lucas. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think she fulfilled that fantasy for a lot of There's people. There's a scene in Lucas where she pivots on sitting on, on Charlie Sheen's, um, pickup truck and you saw her panties for a second. Uh-huh. And I, <laughs> I think I broke our VCR. <laughs> I think is that yeah yeah i think pausing I that those. um and uh okay so those two and i'm gonna say i'm gonna say criminal era Fio- no i'm gonna say all fiona apple great i think she's kind of uh, amazing great 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 choices uh okay next one is three now listen it can be three foods or drinks that you know are really bad for you but that you can have in perpetuity at the snap of a finger as specific as you want or as general like just pizza or this one slice of pizza that i can get i can have a conjured up and it's not bad for you there's no physical negative health ramifications gosh um okay then i would have i would probably say zachary's pizza great from the bay area it's deep dish. It's amazing. Um, That's an East Bay thing too. It is an East yeah. Bay thing. Yeah. Um, uh, I very, very, very much enjoy um, all forms of peanut butter ice cream. Oh God, that's great. From from your chubby hubby, which has yeah. peanut butter. Best. That's the best. Ribbons. I, this is the best ice cream I've ever had. To the Haagen Dazs special limited edition that I have yet to open. That's in my freezer. Um, peanut butter pie ice cream oh, okay which we found i we, i'm now allowed to have ice cream in my house because i have a pregnant fiance so fair but i don't allow myself to keep it yeah um i'll just mix like i'll just get i'll just mix peanut butter into any ice cream oh also. you will yeah. really oh yeah i just had some chocolate um I mean, it's kind of like a frozen dessert more than is like low calorie blah 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 but like i totally negated the value yeah, of sure. that by adding like four te- <laughs> tablespoons of peanut butter it was just like stirring it in going like this is great i ate two spoons directly from a jar of peanut butter right before i came here i am yeah, and then i listen, fed it to my, my brother let from my another dog, mother. dog yeah. lick it um and i you know the, uh for some reason this always pops in my head when i oh yeah fuck fuck shit okay I am just going to say then uh, Carbonara from almost anywhere in Italy. Okay, great. Oh, yeah, that sounds great too. Yeah. Great. Okay, my final category for you. I'm going to say, you know what? I got to go with uh, three movies that are real worlds oh, that you can just drop yourself into and just exist in that in that place. So it could be fantasy or it could yeah. just be, again, with, like with the TV show people that you know. It could just be like, I just want to know all of the people and blah, blah, blah and hang out with them. All right. Well, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to be Ferris's. I want to be Ferris. Great. But I, I'm such more, so more a Cameron than a Ferris, it's, yeah. it's weird, but maybe that's why I'm attracted to Ferris. Yeah, that makes sense. Me, he had Mia, Mia Sarah. He had like this 30 year old girlfriend. <laughs> clearly, clearly, she was not in high school. Yeah, he can manipulate yeah. Cameron to do anything, but under the auspices yeah. of showing him a good time and helping him stand up to his father. Yeah, that's right. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. I there's a movie that I love. I don't know. I don't want to be in the world of Joe versus Volcano, but I'm going to name check it. Uh, I love, check. That. I love that movie yeah, so yeah, much. Yeah. There's a movie called that no one likes called Mo Betta Blues oh, that is no very, very cool. 
uh, Denzel and Wesley Snipes yeah. as trumpet and sax rivals. Yeah. You get the Spike Lee floaty cam. Yep. You have really sexy naked girls. There you go. Um, a lot of cool lighting. Uh, anyway. I um, think you made your argument. I don't know why people uh, don't like this movie. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. And then there is a... <laughs> I, I never think of this movie, but I just <laughs> I just I thought of it, and I think it would be awesome. There is a outdoorsy thriller with Tom Berenger and Cindy Poitier called oh Shoot God. to Kill. Oh, my. And they're in the woods, and I really love the woods. I love the idea of the woods mm-hmm, mm-hmm. more than I like the actual woods. Yep. Um, so... And it's very outdoorsy and thrillery, and I love thrillers. And there's did you snow. see that David Mamet outdoor? Oh, the one, edge, right? Yeah, that would that's be a great. Movie. If there weren't, weren't bears, because I'm very afraid of bears. Correct. Yeah, I would have picked that. And I'm very bears. afraid of Alec Baldwin, and he's uh-huh. in that as well. <laughs> yes, I know. Which one's the bigger? And threat? now I'm afraid of Mamet. Uh, Mamet's uh, uh, politics. So um, <sighs> yeah, that's really become a, a, a thriller slash horror film yeah, on many many levels. Sure has. Uh, Shoot to kill, fantastic, okay. fantastic pull. I bet um, no one has picked that. That is, you're certainly yeah. not in my world. Yeah. Certainly not. Um, okay, uh, tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay. Uh, I'm going to count these rings. I'm going to do some eliminating. I'm going to come back with your 100% guaranteed MASH future. I'll pause it till the listener will seem as if no time has passed. Okay. Uh, I'm very pleased with the results. Uh, I asked you to pick up your microphones, dear sir. Um, as we conclude our mm. uh, time on the podcast oh together, God. I have a wonderful future for you. Okay. Listen, the reality is, as you know, mansion, apartment, shack, and house, it could go any way. Sure. It, you ended up with a shack, but your shack <laughs> is in Big Sur. So it's like oh, a surf shack. Oh, no, it's like it's a cool beachy. Yeah, you got a little, what are you, what are you going to have some gross mansion, no, some McMansion no, in Big Sur? No, well, I'm fitting like in with the little, environment. Absolutely. So uh, no worries on that. I'm very excited that you ended up with this place in Big Sur. Um, I'm also very excited that uh, at your old place in Big Sur, when you're looking out at the waves, you can yeah. have uh, delicious Zachary's pizza. No. Drop of a hat. Just think of it. It appears yeah. right in front of Look you. Look at that. Right in front of you. Magic pizza. Man. Um, if you need to uh, get somewhere sneakily in Big Sur or elsewhere, I want to reassure you that you are a pole vaultist. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, Honey, I am. Um, the dog's ball went up on the roof. Could you? <laughs> Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I can pull Fantastic. vault across the wave break. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It's yeah. like a surfboard that's also a pole yeah. somehow. There you go. Um, perfect. You, uh, I'm also very excited about the time that you're able to spend whenever you want with the Cosbys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Killer. And I'll tell you what's going to impress Felicia Rashad oh my is God. the fact that you have played with Ornette Coleman. <gasps> oh, she's going to love it. Like, yeah. I yeah. Mean, come on. Well, and Cosby's dad if i believe pro- right was a trombonist that sounds right so i think he's gonna be really impressed there you go yeah. oh you're gonna fit right in yeah uh you know where else you're gonna fit right in Uh-oh. ferris bueller's day off yes i am yeah you are fuck yeah you got man. it okay that's really good this uh. is all great um i almost think you're not gonna give a shit that you in your alternate universe life are a theater director oh um but oh it's my pretty god cool. this is pretty a cool, cool life yeah. yeah no 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 this is a very very cool wow. life 
Um, I direct a lot of theater, New York theater yeah. from Big Sur. That's right. <laughs> Somehow. Own it in. Tell it Own it in. Pole, yeah. vault, pole vault over there. <laughs> uh, one giant pole vault away. Okay. Um, okay. And then uh, this is interesting to me because if I had to go through and pick the person yeah. of the three that you listed, the person who is the most like the person that you're actually with is Carrie Green. Because uh, I'm thinking about it, I'm like, you know what? Christine is a little bit of a Carrie Green. She is a little Carrie Green. Um, and that is who you ended up with in this marvelous Very life good. of yours. I love that. Uh, what a glorious mash outcome. I think you did very well for yourself. Wow. And thank you so much thank for you, doing Janet. the podcast. Um, uh, You're the Worst Season 2 starts airing in the fall yeah. on FXX. Um, you can keep in touch uh, with Stephen on Twitter. Yeah. Um, just my name. At Stephen Falk. And then yeah. there's also a You're the Worst uh, Twitter feed that you can follow, yeah. right? And, yeah. that's, and then there's the hashtag for it too. Um, guys, we'll talk to you next time on the podcast. There is one final piece of business. I, you might patently refuse to do this, but um, I got to make it happen one way or the other. The Boys of Summer series always concludes with my guest and or me singing a snippet from Don Henley's Boys of Summer. If you can conjure any of it at all. Um, I bought my first real six string. Nope. That's Summer 69. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Then I can't. You have to do it. It's uh, it's the it's the um. I can't see you. Your brown skin shining in the sun. Got Get my hair pulled on. Sunglasses on, baby. baby. I can tell you, my love for you will still be strong after the boys of summer have gone. Ding ding. And then later he says Wayfarers. That's right. He switches it up. Yeah. Which makes it impossible to ever remember. Impossible the song. to ever sing it properly. You did a great job. Thank you. Thank you. Bye guys. As always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Now leaving nerdist.com.